Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast! Hey everybody, this is Q. And I'm M. And ooh, I think there's something in this room with me. Ooh, I'm the ghost of Starbaker. The curse of Starbaker is real. <laughs> Let me go close the window. There's, I feel kind of weird that my laptop is kind of like levitating real quick. Yeah. Wait, you, you may want to get like a ring doorbell or something because. Yeah. <laughs> between okay, the... I, I closed the window and uh, okay. I think I'm good. My laptop uh, has stopped levitating. Okay. Ooh, the curse of Starbaker is real this season. Let me, let me try shutting the door real quick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I think that did it. Okay, well, no spoiler alerts here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I feel I felt translucent for a little bit there, but I feel back to normal now. I think we're good. Um, oh. How's it going? Uh, happy 80s week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, play some Take On Me. What's that song called? Take Me On? What? And the song was from the band Aha. Aha. Okay. Yes. Aha. Yes. That's that's a song I think of when I think of the eighties. Oh. Yep. That's a good one. Yeah. Um apparently Noel thinks of E. T. a lot because he like the intro he did E. T. and then he mentioned E. T. again later. I enjoyed this intro. <laughs> it was pretty good, right? I'm gonna stick with anytime Matt puts something on his head, it's gold. <laughs> I almost, I almost didn't recognize Matt as uh, <laughs> Elliot. He was Elliot, right? Yeah. And then no, was ET, and he said, "ET bake cake." My <laughs> 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 ET voice is starting to sound a lot like that ghost that was just here. It's kind of weird. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, ET is a good movie, right? It was good, yeah. Yeah, there was a rainbow at the end of it, unlike the end of this episode, which was the opposite of a rainbow. <laughs> should, we, should we just talk about it right now, real quick? I know you're probably upset about the result of this episode. I was upset too. I felt that uh, I felt very sad about the outcome of this episode. Let me ask why you were upset, though. Were you upset because? we lost a favorite or were you upset because you thought it was unfair or did you what What was the reasoning behind so i we'll go into it like at the end but just okay. quickly yeah definitely we lost a fan favorite um mm. a very memeable baker and then also i think the judging that because they talked about like their 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 thinking on the decision and i mm. felt the judging was a little bit off mm. i mean the judging could be justified, but based on what was brought up, I felt it was off. And I was kind of surprised at actually what happened. I feel like I am to blame for this. And here's why. Okay. As you know, a few episodes ago, we discussed the definition of pantomime. Oh, yeah. And obviously the producers of Bake Off listened to our show. Right. <laughs> and they realized that they casted her with the wrong type of pantomime 
in mine. And at that point, they just decided that any minor slip up and she's expendable. <laughs> yeah. Because they, yeah. like us, were waiting for the reveal of the <laughs> mimes. And once they realized that wasn't going to happen, they had to do a plot change. Mm, plot a, twist in the middle. That's definitely a theory that you have there. <laughs> definitely yeah. a theory. So I carry um, a heavy heart. Yeah. I mean, do you still want to do the show? Should we just stop doing the show? Okay. Thanks right, for well, listening. Guys. <laughs> Everybody, thanks for listening. <laughs> it's been a great walk, a great ride. <laughs> no, no, we'll, we'll, we'll still do this episode, right? Yeah. It's 80s week. Come on. Um, E.T. and what else was a bunch of bands that I didn't know or reference in this episode? You should know these things. Okay, let's go. Let's okay, let's it. go. Let's talk about it. Right, let's do the episode. Let's do the episode. Okay. All right, intro. We get E.T. Um, before we go into the signature, we get kind of some insight about the Bakers about 80s week. Ermin says she's very excited about 80s week. Mark, we're just calling him Mark now because he's the only Mark left on the show. <laughs> Mark okay. with a C, aka Hamish. Which Mark? <laughs> he said he remembers the 80s as a teenager. He learned how to drive during the 80s. It was good times. Laura says she's had an 80th, or she had an 80s themed 30th birthday party. Hmm. Uh, Lottie says uh, when she thinks of the 80s, she thinks of frozen packet meals, I guess TV dinners. Mm. Uh, I don't I think she's thinking of the wrong decade. I think that's the 70s where that was kind of popular. She did mention that she doesn't remember the 80s because she was two. That's true. But I have a chart that says she should remember it more. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. I am not surprised about that you have a chart for this. Okay. Um, Peter, he says, the 1980s, he's thinking cake with ruffle piped icing all over it. Yeah. Peter was born two decades two, later. Two decades. He was born in the year 2000. That's crazy. And at one point, he's like, the 80s were like right after the medieval times, right? So I was like, oh, Peter got jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny there, Peter. Yes. Now let's go to the signature bake. Let's. All right. So for the signature challenge, the bakers were asked to perform their own twists on eight classical quiches with two different styles. Uh, the bakers get two hours. They're expected to use a short crust pastry with a savory base. And it needs to be served out of the tin. <laughs> Noel's very serious about this. He said that if he saw a tin, he will burn down the tent. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen that. I mean, I would like to see him do that after they announced the results of this episode. No, I needed it before. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, the tent was kind of burning in this episode. Right, right. Yeah. It was hot. I've never seen like so much sweat in a pickup episode. There was a lot, yeah. Yeah, like Lottie was like drenched in sweat for like... Yeah, those so, little so, neck yeah. towels weren't doing anything. <laughs> so the, the weird like background thing about baking show is that whatever they wear the first day of the tents, they also have to wear it on day two for editing purposes. I don't know why. They just have mm, to. Mm. So Lottie was like super sweaty the first day. I was like, does she have to go home and like wear that same thing again the next day <laughs> and she did which is like hopefully they had somebody clean do you yeah. remember at the end of the episode she said that she had actually only brought two outfits because she didn't yeah. think she was gonna last long so we should play a fun game of which two of lottie's outfits were actually lottie's 
hopefully this one because I don't know if uh, like Dave is getting that shirt back or whatever. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, the craziest stuff in Bangkok always happens when the tent is too hot, and for some reason, judges are like, "We're gonna make them do like ice cream." But we'll, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> we. You know it was a big deal because the signature and the technical were over like in the first ten minutes of the show. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the other thing. Was the episode is that the the showstopper it took more than half of the show, like yeah, more was... than like, yeah, it, they they're really concentrated on the showstopper. I don't really have a lot of notes for the signature and the technical, right? But, <laughs> yeah, because there wasn't that much time spent on it. But uh, we'll, we'll go over it. Um, so, so Paul. Oh, Lottie says uh, she was two years old in the 80s. She doesn't remember eating quiche. <laughs> um, Paul said the 80s were the best time ever. Best time ever. So he sounded like a guy who was going through like a midlife crisis. Because <laughs> I'm assuming he is. Uh, Pierce says she remembers a classic quiche as a Lorraine, mm-hmm. which is bacon, onion, and cheese, which sounds delicious. Give me a Lorraine. And eat it up. Yum, yum, yum. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> uh, she also said they're not really asking for any flavors. So why even the theme? It's just like Japanese week. Right. <laughs> or <Where> they, <laughs> they use Chinese vials or whatever. <laughs> uh, Paul said he's looking for a crispy base with creamy interiors. Um, okay. Uh, first baker, let's go to Dave. So Dave is uh, very hot in this episode. Um, he's ex- attempting to make novel quiches. Yeah, you should not be naming anything novel right about now. I know. <laughs> you should name them hot quiches. Yeah. So one of his quiches has pork mints and hash browns and also has scrambled egg in it. And Prue, is, Prue and Paul are very questionable about him using scrambled egg. So they're like, basically, you're intentionally scrambling a custard is what you're saying. <laughs> Which, you know, in, in past like seasons, a scrambled custard is very terrible. So they're like, why are you intentionally making scrambled egg like quiche or whatever? Yeah. And his other one uh, is a top sirloin beef and avocado. So he said that his quiches were going to be like uh, representative of an English breakfast. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't know about avocado as a part of a traditional English breakfast, which they also kind of like made fun of him about. We do have a breakfast battle. Yeah. Lottie has been engaging in a lot of battles. Like yeah. last, uh, last week, she did the burger battle. Yeah. Now she's in the English breakfast battle. Yeah. But Dave was like, yeah, my English breakfast is all the stuff that person would eat. And then Lottie's English breakfast is the stuff that would be left over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, during judging, they said uh, his paprika and the spices overwhelmed. He used too much of it. And Paul was like sweating. So he was like, I'm hot. This is making me even hotter. <laughs> <laughs> and they said it was too heavy on the spices. But I was like, if this is in the winter, what they said had, that he was too heavy on the spices, I don't know. Maybe you didn't really observe his environment there. Mm, yeah. Um, they didn't like the scrambled egg. It was a I told you so moment in the episode full of I told you so moments. Yes, <laughs> yes. And also he used too much sausage. The sausage was way too strong and overpowered everything else. Mm-hmm. So Dave, uh, not starting off well here. All right. So up next we have Armin, our accountant. She made a quiche and they liked it. Are you okay? <laughs> we don't need to do this episode. Okay, okay. Just kidding. <laughs> we can just skip it, you know? We can pretend it never existed and then just <laughs> write fan fiction. We'll just do fan fiction for the next couple episodes. <laughs> I'll try to carry on here. Okay. okay. Armin, 
Green, red, uh, spinach, and mushroom quiche, plus a salmon and leek quiche, in which she was adding something. Do you remember what it was? Um, I don't know. It was some genese. Genese qua. Yes, yes. Yeah, I love that phrase, genese qua. Yes, she added some of that by adding qua. some French gruyere and some <laughs> Dijon mustard. Yep. Okay, during. During judging, right right off the bat, Prue said that the pastry right in the middle was a little undercooked, although Paul said that she's got the texture and it holds well, so that was interesting. <laughs> Regarding the spinach and shiitake mushroom, Prue said that she loved it. It's a, such a classic combination and such a good one. Paul said it was delicious. And when it came to the salmon and leek, Paul said that salmon and leek is absolutely delicious. It's creamy, the salmon's delicious. Buttery, pastry, absolutely gorgeous. I think we know now, Ramin should just put salmon in everything. That's what I was about to say. Everything <laughs> right. should put salmon in. Paul's like, like, this a winner. is great. This is yeah. the best thing I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, Poo yeah. said, well done. So overall, yeah. even though it sounded like the pastry wasn't going to be perfect, they, they pretty much raved about it. I think they did, yeah. Yeah. Good, good start. Uh, next, we have Laura. Um, Laura, we know, loves pizza. Mm -hmm. So she's definitely doing... A pizza quiche that contained uh, Calabrian sausage and ninja paste. And she also saw doing a pea quiche, uh, which contains fresh mint, petite toise, which is peas, and asparagus. So, yeah, her dish is named Laura's Pea and Pizza Quiches. Um, I've never eaten pea and pizza together, but maybe I should. I don't know. Most of the time I eat peas during cup noodles. Going off <laughs> into a tangent now. Um, yeah, she has some trouble. Her quiches kind of leak, and the judges know that. They're like, hey, they're leaking. And Prue's also like, the pastry is tough. However, the spice is lovely. Uh, Paul says that the delicate hint of mint in her pea quiche was very delicious. So kind of a mixed bag. Leaky quiche with a tough pastry, but the ingredients that were cooked inside of it were very good. Okay, so up next is Lottie, our pantomime producer. Ooh, let's <laughs> the door open again real quick. Let me oh. go close it. Ooh, curse of Starbreaker, April. Okay, okay, door's closed. Um, let me, uh, yeah, let me turn on some lights. Okay, I think we're good now. Okay, so as we mentioned, Lottie's in a breakfast battle. She's making an English breakfast and a summer salad quiche. Yeah, and she's coming off a winning Star Baker last week. Right, right, right. So her English, <laughs> English breakfast is have, has sausage, black pudding, and unfortunately baked beans. More on that later. And, uh -oh. and her summer salad quiche is going to have beetroot, walnut, and goat's cheese. So right off the bat during judging, Paul says it's very neat. And Prue said it's perfectly cooked underneath. When it mm -hmm. came to the beetroot, walnut, and goat's cheese one, Prue said it was lovely short pastry. Paul said that the beetroot with the lovely buttery crumbly base is delicious. I don't know. Sounds pretty good to me so far. Yeah, it sounds uh, great to me. In <laughs> the sausage, <laughs> black pudding, and unfortunately baked beans quiche, we mm -hmm. learned that Prue does not like baked beans. No, she brought it up like three times. Yeah. Like when she first mentioned it, when they're having a little sad conversation and during judging, she's like, don't like them baked beans. Yeah. I, yeah. So. <laughs> do you like baked beans? I do. 
I do. I do too. So first gherkins, now baked beans. Not great. Yeah, no. However, when Prue takes a bite, she does say that she's getting mostly the black pudding, which she does like, and she barely tastes the beans, which mm. is an issue because Paul then says he does not get the baked beans and they don't add anything to the look either. <laughs> but the pastry is very good. The pastry is king there. So her flavors are off. I don't know. I don't know. The dish was kind of, it was kind of weird because they're like, we hate baked beans. Also, we can't taste any baked beans. So therefore, we do not like it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> She's like, shouldn't you be happy that you can't taste baked beans because you don't like baked beans? Right. Or because it's in the drawing. Like, we made somebody draw this. You have to have it in your, in your kitchen. <laughs> yeah, we've talked about it before, but I don't know how much mm. they can change up what they're trying to make in the middle. Yeah. Ooh, I'm getting kind of cold. My <laughs> laptop is kind of levitating. Okay, all right. Next to our big, uh, next okay. baker, we have Mark. Uh, just. Just Mark with a C. We're just calling him Mark. <laughs> okay. Right. He's making Cornish quiches. Yeah. Um, so Mark, <laughs> he is using cod and Cornish blue in one quiche and haddock and cheddar and uh, spelt in the other quiche. And they both look delicious because the fish and the quiche combination looked very good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've had haddock once before, and uh, it was very good. And cod I eat all the time. That's like, anytime I eat fish and chips, I eat cod. <laughs> yeah. And I eat fish and chips more than the average person does for somebody that lives not in the UK, I guess. Do you really? Uh, there's a fish and chips place not too far from me that I go to pretty often. It's pretty good. Are you a malt vinegar? I love that malt vinegar. Mm-hmm. Give me that malt vinegar. <laughs> and also give me that malt liquor. Because I'm trying to get lit. Okay, good to know. All right. So, <laughs> uh, Mark and Mark and Matt talk about some bands I've never heard of, like Transvision, Vamp, and Altered Images. I was like, what are they talking about? I feel like Peter. I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, there was some groups I didn't recognize, for sure. Yeah. Uh, they're judging. They're like, the haddock is delicious, and the crumbone and the butter are very good. And uh, the cod is also delicious. However... Both fishes are very delicious, but the only complaint they have is that they're too similar. <laughs> so that's not good. <laughs> okay. He used two different fish that taste good, so that's not good. I don't know what's going on with the judges this episode. It's hot. It's hot. 35 degrees. It's hot on the 10, right? 35 yeah. degrees. Yeah. Which I think I looked up, and it's actually 95 degrees are Fahrenheit, right? Yeah, that's a, that's three degrees short of a Nick Lachey. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so finally we have Peter, our accountant and finance student. He's making Thai curry and salmon quiches. Mm-hmm. So the Thai curry is obviously going to have Thai curry, bird's eye chilies, and white crab meat. Mm-hmm. And his salmon is going to have salmon, asparagus, mm-hmm. and capers. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> so straight away, Prue says that they look so pretty. In regards to the Thai curry one, Prue says that they're very nicely cooked. As far as the pastry goes, the chili slightly overwhelms the fish because the crab is so delicate. She threw mm-hmm. me off there a little bit because I was like, the fish is in the other one. But I think she's talking as if the crab was also fish. Maybe it is. I don't know. I don't think crab is fish. Do you Crusta- think crab is fish? It's a crustacean. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. A, I'm not Judges, what are you guys doing this episode? <laughs> and then when we get to the salmon quiches, Paul says that the... Qu- 
I actually don't know what he said. <laughs> There's so about twice in the show, <laughs> Paul says something that I can't make out, and even when I can make it out, I sometimes I still don't understand what he means. But something is working good with the salmon. <laughs> okay, it sounded like it said cornmeal, but I'm not sure. Maybe I'm not sure. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, good job, Peter. Yeah, good job, Peter. Even though you weren't born in the '80s and it's like decades removed from you. You still made good quiches because that's relevant to the theme somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And that is all the, the signatures this week. Um, it's narrowing down. I, it always feels so weird to only go over a couple of bakers, but yeah, as the weeks yeah. carry on, we will lose bakers, unfortunately, sadly. All right. Now it's time for the two-minute technical. All right. <laughs> <laughs> The technical was done, and then we got to the showstopper. All right, showstopper time. Yeah. All right, let's get into the technical. Okay, so the technical was by Paul this week. He says that this is a classic. Watch the color of the end product. The bakers are tasked to make six custard and jam finger donuts that are fried to a golden color, and they have two hours, 45 minutes. I don't yep. ever remember seeing these types of donuts before. Have you? Um, I've seen them at a bakery, but they don't call them finger donuts. They just call them donuts. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you think the term finger donut is like repetitive? Because like obviously no one wouldn't use, I don't know. People would use fingers to eat their donuts. Oh, is that why they call it a finger donut? Because you're supposed to eat it with your hands? I'm assuming so. But why do they call finger sandwiches sandwiches? Because they're smaller? Because they look like fingers. Like they do lady, not. Like lady fingers? <laughs> Why do they call lady fingers lady fingers? Because yeah. only, only ladies can eat them with their hands? Um, we have to make a whole podcast about this. <laughs> okay. This deserves a lot more research and a lot more investigation into why finger sandwiches are called finger sandwiches and finger donuts are called finger donuts. Um, okay. Yep. Well, these, these custard and jam finger donuts are going to have some creme mousseline and strawberry jam on them. Mm-hmm. So we got a little bit of insight. Prue says this reminds her of the 80s, which is probably mm-hmm. good because it's 80s week. However, she says these are considered posher than the round ones. <laughs> Donuts. <laughs> Paul, Paul tells us that he grew up with these at his father's business. His first job was actually frying donuts. So that's kind of cool. I could see that. Paul is yeah. 100% like the guy who grew up frying donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I could see his teenage years, just him frying donuts. But... Definitely seems like something that fits. Very Paul like. Very Paul like, yeah. All right. So he tells us they got to be deep fried, 160 degrees, and a golden brown, any darker, and it starts to taste burnt. Mm-hmm. And he hopes that the weather plays a fair game with them because it's going to be difficult. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, it is difficult for some of the bakers. I'm going to go over the bottom three. Um, so in last place, we have Dave. Dave did exactly what Paul said they shouldn't do. <laughs> he burnt he burnt his donuts in the fryer. Uh, they were also underproved. Um, the judges say they were a mess and they were overcooked. So yeah, not good for Dave. Dave one hundred percent made baked potatoes. They look yeah, 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 yeah. like, like, like baked mm, potatoes. Baked like potatoes. Didn't they? I thought so. Yeah, definitely the thing you would choose when you're ordering a steak at a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, okay, uh, fifth place we have Lottie. Um, they said her donuts were also too dark, and the shapes were not consistent. The 
the donuts themselves were also tough. Uh, they were they were very apparently over fried. And then after the segment, she was like, you know, I just like a darker donut. But apparently <laughs> that's not what the judges wanted. Ooh. Okay, uh, next we have Laura. So Laura and Lottie. I think the story of this episode is Laura and Lottie um, in a race for last place. <laughs> yeah. They were side by side. They were also like very friendly to each other. But um, yeah, they were fourth and fifth place in the technical. Laura's fourth, fourth, uh, fourth place. They said her donuts were messy. They were slightly overfried. However, the flavor was okay, which made them better than Lottie's. So, both messy for Laura and Lottie, but mm-hmm. Laura's flavor was okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to take care of the top three. In third place, we have the last standing mark. The last yep. mark. And during judging, Paul said a little more consistent with the shapes. So they looked a little better than almost everyone else's. Prue said that the creme mousseline was a little bubbly. Okay. And then at this point, Paul says that he's going to forgive them because of the weather. It tastes yeah. good. Were you surprised by this? Yes, especially thinking back on it. Like, okay, sure. <laughs> say that now. <laughs> but I don't know. Maybe he felt generous or he felt like being nice for like five minutes over okay. the weekend. Okay. Prue says it's delicious. And then at the end, they didn't say anything. So, because <laughs> they, they had to save time for the showstopper. Yep. In second place, our technical master, Peter. He does well yeah. in the technicals, right? Yeah, he does. Okay. This is what we got from the judges Prue, lovely. Paul, baked well. <laughs> and then at the end, Prue says, really nice, just not all quite the same size. That was it. Yep. You would expect for only having like six makers that they would spend more time on each of the makers in technical. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> they spent less time on them. And that leaves Ermine in first place. Ermine's coming up, which is good. I'm yeah. happy for her. Yep. Bruce says that these are the right color. Paul said that the creme mousseline looks good. It's nice and airy inside. The texture is good and the flavor is good. Prue said it's delicious. And at the very <laughs> end, Paul said the textures and the flavors are spot on. Let's get on to the showstopper. <laughs> and that was the technical okay Ermin mean, was my pick to uh, win Star Maker this episode and I was very happy about that Nevermore and... did I want you to be 100% accurate with your predictions <laughs> <laughs> and also like the storyline that I thought they were going to go upon is that every person has one Star Maker besides Ermin and I feel like Ermin should have won it before because she's super consistent and it's surprising that she's the only one to not have one Star Maker the producers they definitely are interfering here yeah um, we have kind of a judges roundtable. They say a line for Star Baker. Um, it was Armin. She's doing very well. And then uh, kind of everyone else is kind of in the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been rough. It was a rough 10 minutes of the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lottie, Laura, and Dave especially were in trouble. And Paul said it's been so hot in the tent, he had to peel his jeans off. <laughs> so nothing like the imagery of Paul sweaty peeling his jeans off and apparently lottie had to swim to go get some ingredients because yeah she was just covered in sweat (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right are you ready for the showstopper let's do it all right for the showstopper challenge the bakers were required to make an ice cream cake which was quite a challenge considering it was the second hottest day of the year the bakers get four hours and 30 minutes 
Um, so the most controversial moment ever in Bake Off history was during an ice cream <laughs> challenge <laughs> when someone got so frustrated that they just threw their bake into like the garbage. Yes. So I think that every time they introduce ice cream, it always has to be like the hottest day of the year. And are the judges like evil, or they just want like they just want that drama, right? They want the the, the producers like entertainment value. I don't know. They're probably piping in heat from <laughs> like they probably have heaters <laughs> in the tent. You, you think they're turning up the heat because they want to see them like flail and fail? Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. I was like, why now? Do like <laughs> I don't know. It's the, yeah, the, they're all like the it's hot in here, and then everyone's looking at the thermostat, and they're like, why don't someone turn the air on? <laughs> That's probably true. They probably do have thermostat. Why is the heater on? <laughs> and then, like, as they're about to go turn it, like, turn on the AC, Paul just takes his hand and covers it and just looks at them. <laughs> yeah, he just stands in front of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Paul proves that ice cream cake was a big deal in the 80s. I was like, really? Just in the 80s? I'm pretty sure ice cream cake is always popular. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've had ice cream cake a couple of times this year. Which do you eat and, more, ice cream cake or fish and chips? Um, fish and chips, because I can get it by myself. If I get a whole ice cream cake by myself, I might feel bad about that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. Um, Paul says they have to look amazing. Great advice, Paul. <laughs> he says that when he sticks his knife through them, he wants to see them hold their shape and he wants to see all the levels. And uh, the bakers get to use an ice cream maker this episode. So they're not just testing their baking skills, they're testing their ice cream making skills. And their skills to press buttons, I guess. Which one of them fails at? Right. <laughs> right. Okay, so I'm going to go over the first baker. And uh, it's Dave. And Dave's like, yeah, it's ice cream make. <clears throat> or it's ice cream week. But I'm going to go ahead and try to make a tiramisu. It's going to have coffee ice cream, almond liqueur soaked sponge, almond ice cream, and also a chocolate disc, which sounds very delicious. Um, and it looks like a tiramisu. <laughs> Controversially, Dave said he's going to, for for the, the decorations on top, mm-hmm. he wanted to put ice cream in a piping bag and pipe it. And right when he was describing this, Paul was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, <laughs> how can you put ice cream in a piping bag in this weather and pipe it and then have it hold a shape for us to judge it? So uh, Paul was like, I'm expecting puddles. <laughs> <laughs> And then when it came time for judging, Dave got his second I told you so of this episode because his piped ice cream on top of the decoration, it basically was puddles. It was very messy. Mm. I was like, not a good call, Dave. Nah. <laughs> There's a reason why people don't pipe ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> but Pierce said the textures were lovely when they cut into the cake. Um, Paul said the flavor was very good. It tasted like a tiramisu. And the flavor... and. That's what he likes about it. Overall, it's a little bit messy, but overall, I think he did pretty well. Yeah, I think so too, but yeah. not that well. <laughs> no, I mean later when they when they're at the judges round table, they're like, I think Dave saved himself. So well enough to save himself. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so up next we have Ermine, and she's making a holiday ice cream cake. Ermine tells us she's bringing a bit of sunshine here. And her cake was really pretty. It was yellow and it had red ribbon stripes from the mm-hmm. 
raspberry coolie. So as I mentioned, it's going to have raspberry coolie, mango ice cream, coconut ice cream, and a buttery shortbread from Brittany. Ooh, yeah. During judging, Paul also said that it looked nice, proves that it looks beautiful, and loves the way that she did the ribbon. It did look really nice. Yeah, I mean, did very well. Yeah. Paul said that there's nice... Nice, neat lines that you can see the biscuit on the bottom. Uh, everything was well balanced, tastes well. Uh, the Breton was beautiful because it was buttery. It's simple but highly effective. Prue says, as you are doing the classical things very simply but beautifully. Well done. Mm. Yep. So I, th- I think she's on the path to win here. I think she's on the path of um, who's the guy that won last year? He was second place for most of the season. He never won Star Baker, then he ended up winning it. Yeah. Why can't I think of his name? <laughs> I don't know. But she she's been like her and Peter have been consistently like always in the top. And the each I mean she hasn't had Star Baker yet and Peter's got Star Baker. He got Star Baker the first episode. They're they've been consistent the whole season, so I think I'd be surprised if Laura and Peter weren't in the top three. Um all right, next we have Laura. Now, Laura is making a death by chocolate ice cream cake, which contains brownie ice cream, salted caramel praline ice cream, chocolate sponge, and chocolate ganache uh, ganache drip. Um, so Laura, <laughs> when she's making her ice cream, she starts churning that ice cream, and then I guess there's an ice button they need to press. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't press the ice button. No. So her, 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 when she was making ice cream, it didn't really cool. So it wasn't correct. The ice cream wasn't like made how it was It wasn't to be. freezing, yeah. It wasn't freezing. And she, she realized it was like after 40 minutes of churning. Yes. So it was churning without cooling. Um, she seems embarrassed about it. She offers Lottie uh, like a, a chocolate kiss. This is kind of, you know, camaraderie. But Laura and Lottie, I think this episode was Laura and Lottie's episode. Because there were so many comparisons between the two. There are so many scenes um, about those two struggling specifically. That I was like, one of them, even before like we went into the judges' roundtable, I was like, one of them's going to go home. <laughs> right. So during judging, Prue said, it's bit, a bit on the lean because the whole, her whole chocolate, it was kind of like some parts of it had come off when she had it in the freezer. Did you see her scraping off the side? While it was yeah. rotating, like, it I, looked like a mess in there. I feel bad whoever has to clean that refrigerator. That was crazy. And then, yeah, some parts of it were melting. Paul mentioned it was melting. Uh, the tempered chocolate lost its shine. And uh, Prue said, however, the ice cream, the painted ice cream was delicious, but it wasn't frozen all the way. And then Paul ends the judging segment with, why would you put brownie in the fridge? He's like, when you eat a brownie, what do you want? She's like, you know, fudge. He's like, you can't get that fudge consistency by putting a brownie in the fridge. So they're very hard on Laura. Yeah. And I was like, she didn't have a good day in the tents, um, and her cake did not look good. Mm. So she's definitely, yeah, her and Lottie are in a race to get last place here. <laughs> definitely, definitely. But someone's Ooh. in. <laughs> <laughs> Someone is last in the race. Yeah. All right. So Lottie makes a chocolate puddle, basically, mm-hmm. with yep. no ice cream in it, which is also mm-hmm. weird. No, my computer's levitating again. No, weird. All right. So Lottie's making an 80s mixtape 
with blackberry mousse, cherry jelly, and chocolate ice cream and chocolate puffed rice cake with chocolate mm-hmm. ice cream on the outside of the cake. <laughs> to which the judges, especially Paul, is saying, no, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. I, par- um, I paraphrase that. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when you heard that she was making ice cream cake with ice cream on the outside, were you like, huh, this is not good. <laughs> I, I thought it was feasible, but I didn't think it was feasible in that heat, especially. Yeah, that's true. Because there's just too much pressure and heat. You know what I mean? Like, there's too many yeah. factors. I mean, if, factors yeah. that if this was Bake Off Antarctica, <laughs> like, right, it would have been right. okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, during judging, it was all bad. Well, there was one good thing, but we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. So Paul's very underwhelmed. Prue did ask, did she know all along that it wasn't going to freeze? And Lottie said that she had her suspicions. Uh, apparently, it was a relatively new idea. And without having a tin around it, it just melted. So I don't know if they can switch it up or not. I guess she just has to go for it, right? Yeah, she does. Prue did say that she thought the cassette tape was really witty and nice idea, uh, but it's just not a def- uh, an easy thing to mold. Yeah. Paul did try to tell her that it would never work in this temperature. Uh, the chocolate ice cream, though, was absolutely delicious, according to Prue. And then when they tried to taste the, the blackberry part, Paul said that he couldn't taste it at all. Hmm. So, and then he says <laughs> that if it looked terrible, but it tasted good, you could hang something on that. But besides the, this is the other part where I didn't understand until like the 10th time I listened to it. But besides the puffed rice down on the bottom, he's just not getting anything from it at all. So it's a shame. Mm-hmm. So apparently the chocolate ice cream was okay and the puffed rice was good. Mm-hmm. But it was strange because if you looked at it, it looked it obviously had been in the freezer for a long time. Yeah. Because it was solid on the outside. But it wasn't ice cream, like, but it wasn't really ice cream in there. Yeah, I don't know. It's just bad. I felt bad about the whole round. It's tough because some of the other people, like we'll get to Mark and Peter, theirs are pretty legit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And even I mean, means, right? Yeah. It was just yeah, Lottie and Laura. And then Dave. I mean, even Dave's looked good. Everyone else's cakes looked good, at least. I mean, besides Dave packing the ice cream on top. But the actual cake itself looked good. Right, right. All right. So, yeah, I mean, these two were, yeah, down at the bottom. The L's, taking the L. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, I'm going to move, move on to Mark. Uh, Mark is making a retro ice cream parlor cake, which looked really cool because they had, like, uh, little stripes that was reminiscent of ice cream parlor back in the day. But was that back in the 80s? Uh, I think it was back in the 50s. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they did the theme well this week. I don't think they did it well at all. <laughs> I mean, the ET thing was the, the best thing they did this episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it contained honey and hazelnut ice cream, as well as butterscotch and pecan ice cream, and a blackberry mousse, and uh, had like a poached pear at the top. It looked pretty cool. Um, yeah, he says the sponge represents an ice cream parlor. He's going to make the stripes with a jacond. During judging, they said, as an ice cream cake, this is impressive. Paul's like, even as a regular cake, this would be impressive. 
It looked good. They said the mousse is lovely. All the ice creams were delicious. Um, the bottom one had honey in it, which made it harder to set. So it wasn't quite set. Mm-hmm. But overall, they were very impressed with Mike's retro ice cream parlor, ice cream cake. And finally, we have Peter. Peter's making a Christmas cake surprise. It's mm-hmm. going to have marzipan on top and covered with a thin layer of Italian meringue. Quite a lot of brandy in the ice cream, which also poses a similar problem because alcohol doesn't freeze, apparently. Nope. It's going to have Christmas cake ice cream, which I have never heard of before, but it actually, oh, it's delicious. It sounds it's, good. It's really good. Yeah. And then some chocolate covered brandy snack. What does Christmas cake ice cream taste like? Uh, it's like birthday cake ice cream, except for a little mintier. Oh, really? Have you ever had birthday cake ice cream? I haven't. Oh. Uh, should we just stop the show and just go eat birthday cake ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> I think I could use a gallon of that right now. Yeah. Okay, when it came down to judging, Paul said that it looked great. Prue said that it looked absolutely fantastic. She loved the decoration. It's absolutely delicious. Very clever, because he managed to freeze it, even though it had a lot of booze in it. Paul said the flavors are great. The cake is pretty solid, though, because of the amount of fruit he put in there. And by the time that it gets soft enough to eat, the ice cream would be melted, which mm-hmm. Prue agreed. But Paul did say, well done. I thought his cake looked pretty great. Yeah, I think they were, in comparison to everyone else's, his was one of the best. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah and that is all the showstoppers. Um, we get a judges roundtable, and they say the top now is Armin and Mark. Armin's been solid and consistent the whole way through. Mm-hmm. And Mark's their showstopper really upped the game. So those two are in contention for Starmaker. And at the bottom, they say Dave saved himself with his tiramisu. And Laura and Lottie are definitely in the bottom. And they kind of expressed their different views about Laura and Lottie. They said that Lottie can be genius or she can like do not well. Um, she's chaotic, they said. So she can do yeah, really bad or she can do really good. Um, Noel's like, yeah, Laura's been in the bottom a lot. Um, almost every showstopper, or a couple of showstoppers, she's been in the bottom, and she's just saving herself every time. So when they were talking about this, I was like, it sounds like if you're judges, and you're like, this person has been in the bottom almost every week, and we have somebody that is kind of a wild card that's been doing really well and really bad, I thought that they were going to, you know, send Laura home because she's been on the the brink of going home for a couple episodes well as you know they take each episode <laughs> right i don't think uh, they do though <laughs> they their judging is really weird just yeah i don't know but just based on that conversation they had i was like oh, okay lottie's gonna be safe <laughs> 80s week but uh i guess we're going to final judgments yeah. No, let's just go eat yeah. ice cream. Let's yeah. just go eat ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pick you up in like 10 minutes. Or... Okay. Um, so they announced Star Baker and they're like, yeah, everybody, but this person has one Star Baker and she definitely deserves Star Baker. And her means, yeah, it's her means week to win Star Baker. Good for her mean. Uh-huh. We are in a very interesting season of Bake Off where all of the bakers have one Star Baker that's remaining, which is crazy. And nobody has won Star Baker more than once. Yeah. So someone's gonna have to win Star Baker twice next episode. Will they? <laughs> I don't know. We're gonna stop watching the show. So yeah. Like, as as to <laughs> I don't know. We're not gonna find out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they have to announce somebody to go home, and then Noah's like, 
I have to announce he's going home. And unfortunately, it's my good cat face friend, Lottie. <laughs> <laughs> what is he, he, I don't, did he ever call her cat face before? Because after he announced that she was going home, he's like, why cat face? Why cat face? I don't know. Maybe that was the inside thing they had, or maybe it just yeah. didn't hit the air. Yeah. And he also said, who am I going to muck about with now? Which uh, is true. It, I mean, the banter has been pretty good this season. Oh, yeah, definitely. Lottie says, it's a massive relief, but she's gutted. It's been amazing. She literally packed only two outfits, <laughs> and she's in week seven wearing everyone else's clothes. She got a handshake. She got Starbaker. She's pretty chuffed with herself, but um, she said all this through many tears. Yeah. Many tears were shed. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> says, Ermin deserved Starbaker two or three times before, but she lost it by a margin, and she's glad that she won in this episode. I'm happy for me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's the end of the episode. Uh, did you want to go into our segments? Yes, let's. All right. So, what was your funniest moment in the episode? The funniest moment for me was between Laura and Noel. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just throwing it out there to see if it's also your. <laughs> Is this the ET moment? No. Okay. Then do we have the same funniest moment? No, no, we don't. We don't. Oh, okay. My my funniest moment was when Noel and Laura were joking about Laura going home because she didn't press the ice button. Oh yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and then and then Noel flips it and he was, he's like, "Oh wait, you actually are going home." <laughs> <laughs> that totally okay. cracked me up. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, was it Laura and Noel that might split? Let me try to look at my notes here. No, yeah, yeah, mine is also with Laura and Noel. When Noel's talking about E.T., he's like, yeah, if E.T. were right now, he'd have, like, a cell phone. Oh, yeah. And he'd be yeah. just, like, swiping on it. He'd be swiping <laughs> on that grinder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's pretty funny, Noel. Yeah. And then also, uh, Noel with Peter. Noel with Peter. They're great. Yeah, those guys. Yeah, good chemistry. Yeah. He was like, yeah, Peter, you're just like a baby face assassin. Lottie. Laura, chop. Yeah. <laughs> so, so no one knew that those two were one of them were gonna go home because oh, he was yeah. even joking about Peter assassinating them, Definitely. which is pretty funny but also pretty sad. Who, when Peter, who called Peter Pipe Piper or Peter Piper when he was piping? I think that was Lottie. Oh, was it Lottie? Oh, that was pretty <laughs> yeah. funny too. That was pretty good. Yeah, he is good at piping because yeah. he was doing like uh, his Christmas decorations, and they were very intricate. Yeah, that was legit. Um, what was your favorite bake of the episode? I'm going to... I gotta have the 80s mixtape because I gotta have Lottie's last bake. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Pour one up for Lottie. Yep. Um, she even said, bring your straws. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> she, like, when they're going to come back for judging, she was like, bring your straws. Yeah, that's true. That's pretty funny. Yeah. How about for you? What was your favorite bake? I want to try those fish pies. Both of them. I don't care if they taste alike. <laughs> <laughs> I want to eat those. They sound good. <laughs> yeah. All right. Are you ready for predictions next week? Why? Because I my prediction is that we just we stop. We're not interested in the show anymore. We're probably gonna like do something else. <laughs> Finally, you've been waiting for it. <laughs> Nailed it, France. <laughs> No, okay. Next day on the outer day. Oh, okay, sorry. Okay, let's make some predictions. 
As always, right, right. let's um, start with who's going home next week. I think Laura's going home. That's who I was going to pick, too. So I will, I will pick Dave. <laughs> okay, sure. Um, yeah, those are solid choices. They were both kind of having trouble with this episode. All right. And who <laughs> will win Star Baker? I think it's Peter's week to win Star Baker. Okay, then I will pick Mark. Right. Next week is Desserts Week. De- so maybe I mean Desserts kind of. Week. Oh, so they're going to like make things out of sand? Yeah. Yeah, Armin would have a good chance. Wow, what if she was back-to-back Star Baker all of a sudden? That'd be and great. And if she won? I could see her winning this show. Yeah. Peter, is he too young to win the show? Like, no does way. Does not have no. 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 Baby assassin? Yeah. <laughs> They've been grooming him. They've been grooming him from the beginning to be a winner. Yeah, his parents have. Make him watch Bake Off when he was like a wee toddler. <laughs> right, right. So I, I could see him winning, but um, yeah, I'm sad to see Lottie go. But uh, I mean, it was good having her on the show. She was definitely the fan favorite, and uh, yeah, it, it, she had a good run, though. You know. Yep. Yep. My boy Rowan did not have a good run, <laughs> but for those two episodes that he was in. That guy with the most entertaining parts of those episodes. <laughs> you know what they need? They need a bake-in where all of the contestants, uh, the bakers that got eliminated, they all bake like one thing and then the winner of that comes back in the competition. A bake-in. Okay. Do you think that's unfair to the people who've never lost? <laughs> yeah, they do it on honest shows. Oh, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So that way we think we still have like hope? Yeah. Yeah. Or like who puts... Uh-oh. Who puts on the best Christmas show? Something like that. Mm, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we should write to those producers. Oh, they know what they did. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hope you enjoy your ice cream. Get some birthday ice cream. Um, All right. Well, get something enjoyable. Lift your spirits up for the fan favorite going home. We'll see you next year. <laughs> we'll see you next episode, oh, everybody. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Take care, everyone.